podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey, everyone. No, it was good. Was it? Yeah. I feel like I caught you off guard there. We didn't. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you sort of did, but I caught up in time. My stealth reflexes. Whatever you like. It's like when you get spotted in Metal Gear, you know, and you get that reflex time, and you're like, whew, I got to react real quick here. Pew. I don't, I I don't play, I play I Call it. of Duty. I don't play Metal Gear. Uh, well, reflex Really, time. I only played World War II Call of Duty. That was the only one I played. Reflex time was in Call of Duty. Is It was in Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom okay. Chain, which is widely derided as an unfinished game, but I love it. Thank you. Oh, interesting. Continue. What was it? Do you know anything about this cyberpunk game? I have it. I haven't installed it yet. What do, what do you want to know about it? Uh, there was some hubbub where people were saying it was a disaster or something, right? Yeah, it's very. Uh, They're not our sponsors, so we could say whatever we want. On the on the on the PS4 on the consoles, it was having a lot of trouble. Now I have not installed it on my PS5, uh-huh. but I think. It works okay on PS5. It works pretty well on uh, PCs. I see. Just, you know, they kept delaying it, kept delaying it, and then they released it, and it was not finished. Right. So, But you got it anyway. Well, I didn't know it was not finished. I pre-ordered it. Oh, I see. So you got screwed. Well, I haven't opened it yet. I could still return it. So you're like, a, it's like you got a, a a broken a broken neural implant. Just a wait and see situation, you know. N- oh god, in is there this somewhere. the podcast? It is. <laughs> we like to. What we felt, we felt like the beginning of the show wasn't bloated enough. So what we're doing now is we're adding more unrelated chit chat before we even. I'm hearing me through yeah. your headphones. I think. Hmm. Like I mean, like it might. Am I? Is it loud? Do you have your headphones cranked? Um, they're loud. I can turn them down. Is that just, it was just a little bleed through. I just didn't. I just want to make sure it's not bleeding through into your microphone. I like mean, it's I, bleeding I, you through into, know better. Your, into your computer mic because I can hear it, but I don't know if it's bleeding into your SM57. But if it's bleeding into my the computer, which is farther away, wouldn't it suggest that it was bleeding into the mic? Not necessarily, because those you know computer mics are sort of like let me pick up everything, and these are pretty I don't directional. Know, I Look, don't know. you're the majority here. Want I'm them to have this disaster of a of a of a of a situation where I'm sort of echoing. I don't even know what my specialty is on this ship. I don't, you know, I just I stumbled my way into Starfleet. Not video game guy. I had a I you know. I, I happened to uh, to have a few good conversations with uh, some important people along the way, and uh, somehow I ended up on the flagship. You know, that's it. Wait, so we are on the Enterprise? Um, yeah. Unless you're saying we're in the holodeck. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I never was clearly. I just kind of thought we were on our own galaxy class ship. <laughs> oh well, I guess we do. We do say that at the top, the USS. Um, 
Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda? The I don't, you guys hear the opening a lot the more than I do. <laughs> I might not have heard it for three years. USS, it, it should be the USS the Friendship, but I don't think it is. I think it's the friendship of the Matt Myron and Andrew Secunda. Of the friendship. Well, I mean. We're debating even? what you just heard. Hmm. This is going to be a bad one. Everybody buckle up. Uh, I'm buckled. Are you still hearing the, the bleed? No, I mean I was just, I, I was very. These loud. are the problems the cyberpunk game happened. Have. This is uh, this we should not have released this podcast. I don't think it was ready. It's true. <laughs> it's, it hasn't been ready for three years. If you'd like your money back, uh, okay, it's free. Um, all right, Andy. I guess we should just keep podcasting here. Should we just start it? Like, I love those bumper stickers. Should we just start it or not? I guess what I'm saying is like, should I just should we just do an official intro now, or should we just should I just jump into the Admirals Club? Uh, don't you do the um? Would they would you watch this episode first? I sure do. So you're saying let's do it? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Look, as far as Klingons go, it's an interesting one. What does that mean? We don't know. Find out. Yeah. If you keep it- listening, you'll know. I can tell you what it means. What does it mean, Andy? It means Matt doesn't like Klingons. <laughs> I don't like Klingons, uh, typically. I, I think this is a You're like a TOS uh, crewman. I think this is a very good this is a very good iteration of that. I also like the large uh, the larger sort of ethical or not eth- the the sort of the quandary, the debate of faith in 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 24th century uh Star Trek times. I, I like it a lot. So uh, take that w- however you may or just listen and find Ta-da! out. <laughs> it's a long long drawn out crawl just to get to that. So yeah, maybe maybe you'll watch it. Maybe you like it. I I thought it was pretty good. Uh, not the one I meant to play. That's so dumb. I meant to play that. All right. Look, Andy, let's go to the Admirals Club. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Sounds great. Welcome to the Admirals Club. Not even the one I wanted to play. <laughs> hey, by the way, I don't know uh, when everybody's listening. Oh, first of all. What should I do first? I'll do this first. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody! Oh, <laughs> happy wow. Hanukkah! Happy holidays! Um, uh, happy you know, we, I don't know when holidays. this is going to be released. Happy holidays! Merry, Merry! So I don't even know how that song goes. And here's your present, Matt. How do they get into the Admirals Club? <laughs> oh, what the terrible present! I would say you were not a good boy or girl. Uh, <laughs> Give me a lump of coal. Wouldn't be the first. That, Andy, well, all you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. You can write whatever you want in the review. As long as it's five stars, you'll be welcomed into the Admirals Club. So, here we are. Here we are. Andy, Let's look you, around. Uh, Let's you, greet chosen, some of these admirals. Chosen some admirals to be I've like, chosen a hey, couple of admirals. Here's one of them. On the pod, and here it is. Uh, it's Admirals Club Here I Come by Calamus the Great. Um, admirals Club to- Here I Come. That song. Remember that song? <laughs> I don't. It's Ready or Not. Was it? Ready or Not, here I come. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, left a review on my iPad. Forgot it was still on my English account. Oh, wait a minute. It's still on my English account. Let me go back. Left a review on my iPad. Forgot it was still on my English account. Probably won't ever see get seen. 
So I'm sending this one too. Awesome podcast. I feel like I'm slipping into Australian. It's really a mishmash. It's gonna be shit. It sure is, buddy. Let's see. <clears throat> awesome podcast that keeps me sane-ish on my way to and during work. Currently in season four, trying to race to catch up. Only issue is, as I re- write this, uh, a, the voice in my a, head... You're a Victorian ne'er-do-well in an alley. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a kind of a, a chimney sweepish kind of a deal. Uh, as I write this, uh, the voice in my head narrating it is Andy's. Tough luck, pal. Uh, <laughs> have I gone insane? That's for you to decide. Keep up the good work. That's Secunda. Callum Chrissy. That went very Australian at the end. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Well, I think that's the beauty of Andy's accent corner. It's going to be shit. What I aim for is to give them all the accents at once. Well, I, um, I guess if you do that, then, you know, it's like a, it's like a buckshot, you know? Sure. I'm going to hit something. Nice spread. Yeah. It's not going to do much damage on anything, but uh, it'll, it'll hit everything. Um, from Alden Kasich Hearth. Two five stars and beyond, like six or seven, maybe. Uh, very generous, Alden. Have you ever wanted a podcast that broke Star Trek episodes down into their constituent parts in a fantastic doylist analysis, which then squandered that doylist perspective with an arbitrar- entirely arbitrary Watsonian picking of the most useful crew member? Useful does not mean interesting. Uh, then uh, this podcast is for you. Thank you. No, wait. Thank it's for you, the listener, not me. <laughs> no, not for us. Um, and that's it for the Admirals Club, buddy. Okay, so let's head to the President's Circle. The United Federation of Planets President's Circle. Oh, boy. What's the President's Circle? I'll tell you. It's our Patreon exclusive club. But it's not that exclusive. Sign up. Support the show. You can become a member of the President's Circle. Uh, not only do you get Priority One access to the hail bag, but you also get yourself four bonus podcasts every month. Two episodes of Voyager, two episodes of Enterprise. Uh, if you want to join at the Lieutenant's level, you can get those two episodes of Enterprise in there as well. Uh, Andy likes to uh, read some partic- a particularly good comment. That's the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor Award E. Uh, who is it this week? This week it is the ultimate trekker uh, who writes us in regards to the last uh, episode. Congratulations for Nursa Gawa on getting five lines. And then he says, uh, or she says, Crusher, uh, or they say, Crusher does three things as a doctor. She diagnosed tennis elbow on a woman who doesn't play tennis. She does an illegal <laughs> a- autopsy and finds nothing. And best of all, does an autopsy on a guy who's not even dead. Andy's <laughs> theories are very interesting because he's very smart. And uh, Ultimate Trekker is sharing the Medal of Valor with the COVID-negative Lizek. Uh, congratulations on your COVID-negativity, Lizek. Uh, celebrate. <laughs> so it's uh, celebrate five lines. Come on. <laughs> Jingle Makers, where are you at? Uh, Worf and Crusher, Freaky Friday, back in season one. That's why she's a bad doctor and he's a bad shot. She has his chief of security detective instincts, and he's a pacifist. Call back Andy's old theory. <laughs> um, valid, valid theory. I, I forgot about our big Ogawa run last 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 time. 
It was a lot. It was very joyous. Uh, by the way, um, we apologize for our uh, our laxness, our um, our, uh, our not getting all the uh, all the uh, our inability to get as many episodes out as we'd like. But look, I it's still a lot have, of stuff, Andy. I have hope. I have hope that we can get. We put out one already this month. This will be the second yeah. one. I have hope that we can actually get three. Uh, don't TNGs don't what do you don't promise. I have hope. Them. I'm not saying it's a promise. I literally. You know just what have it is? Hope. It's like is it's hope like a bad putting, thing to have inside. It's like putting a piece of cheese uh, in front of a mouse that's behind glass and just going, "I might give this to you." And, no, you know, we don't. no. I, I have every intention. I want to be held accountable. I'd like to get it to you. I hope. Well, sure, we always to. want to. I we hope that to. I get it to. That's all I'm saying. I hope that the schedules allow that I can actually manage to get this shit done. That's all. Don't people, people don't get mad at Andy if the podcast doesn't come out. It's, it's true. It takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, uh, does that satisfy uh, your needs to not get yelled at by people? Because uh, look, yeah, it's yeah. not Andy's it's not fault. Even- it's not the yelling. I feel, you know, I feel like you. I feel obligated to them. Yeah, and I can, so why you know, can't we just say out loud? And they say, well, where is it? Where's the next pod? I got a couple of hells like that. And I'm like, this. I'm doing the best we can. I'm doing the best we can. Let's secret <laughs> it. it for both of us. Let's secret it into existence. Uh, okay. I'm that trying. hasn't worked for me I'm in trying. other departments. I'm trying. We're going to secret it. And we are we are we keeping our responsibilities up to uh to the to the upper crust in the Patreon. I apologize for that, but uh, well, I apologize for giving content them there their hard earned uh, podcast. That is true. That is true. Um, all right, our priority one message is proper. Uh, oh, hang on, I gotta hit the button. Uh, yeah. You can't just run into that. Like uh, I don't know, I couldn't remember if you played priority it. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. All right. You mean. An extra chaotic episode for your Christmas present. Uh, Lieutenant Andrew Gibson writes us, So Dr. Rega said he would license his technology. Why Why is this the first we're hearing about the exciting world of interstellar intellectual property law? Well, I, f- I feel like question. along with the rules of acquisition, they have many rules of intellectual property. The Ferengi. They must. They must. Uh, Lieutenant Katie Connolly writes, if we don't hear celebration every time Nurse Ogawa hits five lines from now on, then we've let 2020 beat us. <laughs> hey, some of you may be listening in 2021. Congratulations for making it, folks. You did it. I'm so proud of you. Because we've sent There's this podcast that, way, back in also, time. Let me secret That's this why you're listening there. to it. There's a chance okay. Andy and I don't make it to 2021. Oh, don't say that. I That's have a re- to. Or, Look. Or, are you trying to secret us into death? That's a weird That's use of I'm the saying. secret. I'm saying, <laughs> Jesus, know, these things can happen. I am very happy being unhappy. Just leave me alone. Um, let's see. Andy Puckett, TNC's resident astrophysicist, but I believe I'm capable of being very much more, uh, he says in parentheses. How fast do you think full impulse is? I'll wait. Uh, according to Memory Alpha. nine something the speed of light. Point, mm. 0.9 something or 0.85? Right. Yeah. Well, let's see what he says. Uh, according to Memory Alpha and the Voyager Technical Manual, full impulse is 0.25 C. What does C stand for? Coolness. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, or about 75,000 kilometers per second. For some reason, I thought it was faster than this. I thought. I, I always thought it was faster than that as well. Full impulse and warp one were both the speed of light. C. Oh, I guess speed of light is C. Um, 
In suspicions, Joe Brill says he's flying at three-quarter impulse, which equals $56,000. Oh, I could use $56,000 right now. 56,000 kilometers per second, and that he'll reach the star in three minutes. But that math only works if he's 10 million kilometers away. He says he's the only, he's only one million kilometers away. There you go. Welcome. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> I just hit the wrong button. Uh... I'm I'm confused now. I always thought imp- full impulse was a, a, like a nine tenths of light speed. So I agree. I mean, you're down in there in the engine room more than I am. You would know better than I. Well, I just saying. I that. do a little bit double duty in uh, in ten forward. You know, uh, I I fix the um, you know the uh, what's what's the terrible racquetball game that Riker plays with his father. So it's a quarter of the speed of light. <laughs> I restock those uh, implements. Uh, you're it's thinking of, of uh, Ambo Jitsu, the martial Ambo art? Jitsu, that's right, because yes. the weird ball I game. I clean the helmets Parisi, in there. Parisi Squares is the weird <laughs> ball game, and you're thinking. You know, I also I check out when people want to sign out a Parisi Squares uh, You need uh, a set. Parisi Square racket? Here you go. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Guinan doesn't play tennis. You say that. You say that as Crusher's walking by. She doesn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. You don't want Crusher on your bad side. Uh, Richard Craig writes, someone should do a jingle where they overlay the lyrics so it goes, oh, we already did this. Celebrate five lines. Come on. Oh, you know why? Because I'm reading the actual post and not my fucking notes. I apologize for cursing at Christmas. Why would I do that at Christmas of all times? Lieutenant Shelley Gentle writes, appropriate that we're getting to this episode in December. Beverly's group of loser scientists, uh, the only few who would come to her fringe conference, has always felt like the island of misfit toys. An elf who wants to be a dentist? A Ferengi who wants to be a scientist? Crazy. (laughs) So true. Uh, Commodore 64 writes, uh, Ferengi burial ritual? Shale. Everyone surely knows (laughs) that Ferengis get desiccated into little hockey pucks after their death and sold off for profit. Come on. Shale! In DS9. Why do you speak shale? Good question. I just like saying that now. Me too. Uh, Lieutenant Frederick Rombouts writes, DS9 establishes, oh, here it is, that the cremated ashes of famous Ferengi are sold as collectibles, and I like to think that Rega's family was less concerned with funeral ritual and more concerned that his ashes would be worth less money if the body was tampered with by the autopsy before he was cremated. Uh, There you go. Uh, Lieutenant John Zaitz writes, they should use Beverly's statement, I am not wrong when Matt or Andy is right in a debate. Anybody wants to cut that together for us, feel free. (laughs) Um, Lieutenant Bond, oh man, what is wrong with my mouth? Lieutenant Tom Bondurant says, a few quick things. First, the word sabotage is uttered so many times in rapid succession. I'm surprised we didn't hear any Beastie Boys or Shatner. Second, I thought uh, Shatner many times. Yeah. With all the sabotage. 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 Is that where sabotage comes from? Yes. I didn't know that. Second, clearly it can't be that hard to steal a shuttlecraft or hide in one if that troubled teen from coming of age could do it. The TNG technical manual says... William Shatner in a recording session. It's just so great. It, It really goes on a while, too. That's what's great about it. 
It's just... This is not a quick one, huh? No. This is William Shatner, (laughs) and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay? Um, Can there be a little more uh, excitement in the beginning? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. It sounded like really laid, you know, really super laid back. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saying, uh, okay, uh, I'll try and do that. That's do take two. <laughs> I'm surprised he had the patience this through that one. And I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. Um, well, uh, speak up, uh, uh, and and maybe you better do it, do it the way you hear it. Tell, do it for me. No, I mean just uh, go ahead. Uh, this is William Shatner, and I would like oh, to boy. invite you to take a journey with me into the twenty-first century. <laughs> so take a and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what. Oh, I miss already. Is left. that the way you'd like me to do it? Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I'll do it that way. Okay, ready. This is William Shatner, and I would like to invite you to take a journey with me into the 21st century. So take the next few minutes and listen very closely. You'll be amazed at what you hear. Okay, is, is, did, I think that came pretty close. Uh, no, I'm doing. No, no, I was. I believe that you asked that that was about the way you did it. I wasn't jesting. Okay. Who is I, that guy? Sorry, is that his first day no, in the room? I, I, I insist. Now, what I want you to do is on pay. Is that satisfactory to you? No, because if your mouth were open, you'd have popped some pills in them. So, do the next paragraph for what? me so I can get an idea of how you want it. This is uh, page two. Well, I, I don't know. I, I really don't want to because I think you, you actually have a better, much better feeling. No, I don't think I do. I would like oh, to hear you read the second paragraph so I can so I can do it that way. I don't think is this the uh, sanitizer? You know, I really you know now that I looked at the different things you did, I really like the first one. But... No, I like it better the way you did. Ah. I insist that you show me how to do page two. <laughs> now he's slipping into just being a bully. He was already sort of being a bully, and now he's just full on being a bully. But uh, what are you going to do? That guy set himself up. Is this why you sabotaged my ship? <laughs> no, it has not been sabotage. We. We had to make some changes in it to adjust it to us. You said we? Ship. Is this why you sabotaged my ship? <laughs> sabotage. Anyway. It's so funny. It's been in our writer's room forever, and I'm the one with the Star Trek podcast. <laughs> I didn't know that that's where it was from. <laughs> it's so interesting. He's definitely saying it weird. There's no getting around it. He's Canadian. What are you going to do? Is that how Canadians say sabotage? Yep. <laughs> Bring it, other um, Canadians. <laughs> Prove to like me to hear, you don't say it that way. I would like to hear some other Canadians uh, pipe in on that. Um, where the hell were we? This is going to be the longest episode ever, and we're going to prove we it to you. We were probably at the one that asked us why we Shatner, didn't talk about got Shatner. It. 
<laughs> second, this is a Tom Bondurant con- continuing. Second, clearly it can't be that hard to steal a shuttlecraft or hide one if that troubled teen from coming of age could do it. The TNG technical manual says that at least one shuttle basically has the keys in the ignition at all times. That's a long way from Doomsday Machine when Commodore Decker had to fight a security guard to get to the shuttle bay. So uh, true. Oh, I found the mashup everyone wanted. Okay. I can't wait. Sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, go ahead. I wonder why they messed with it. Why didn't they use the one from the show? That would have fit better. Uh, hey, that's look, my I'm note, not, guys. I'm not them. I'm not them. I don't know. <laughs> hey, your your YouTube video that I'm sure has a billion views. I have a note for it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Lieutenant Andy Puckett uh, writes. Oh, he's writing again. Uh, my daughter, Maya, the Pike Medal Awardee, wants to know... Does someone get a character payment whenever Dr. S- Dr. Salar is mentioned? And is that why they keep mentioning her? <laughs> um, do you want to feel this one, Matt? Uh, just for a mention, no. They need to have a line. You need to, you need to see them and hear them. Or just hear them if they're on the phone or something like that. I think they need a line. I think you can see yeah, them and, and can... not hear them. And it's, uh, oh, and I, assume, it. I meant seeing them as in see them, see them and hear them, I suppose, is actually what I meant. You have to see, see them. But you don't have to just see them. You just have to hear them say a line. Back to what Andy said. (laughs) Uh, We're two together people. Uh, Lieutenant David Landau says, I have a theory. Dr. Crusher is a copycat of the ancient Jack the Ripper. Uh, He's putting ancient in quotes. Jack the Ripper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That woman loves an autopsy. Uh, uh, A senile old mom died from a heart attack. I want an autopsy against the patient's relative's wishes. This man died in a ship from radiation. I want an autopsy against the patient's the, the patient's family's wishes. The creature I've never seen before is dead. I want an autopsy. So she is so quick to pronounce people dead on the show, sometimes without even checking their vitals. I think it's all a ruse. And she is a fantastic doctor, but plays the fool so she can do autopsies and cut people up. Beverly the Dancing Doctor. Uh, so be careful. Uh, be careful. She doesn't dance on your grave. Now we know where Wesley gets his evil genius from. Uh, I also had a question. If Crusher is not allowed to do an autopsy on the body, can't she do a full body scan and use transporters to get any anomalies since uh, he last transported in and have the computer create an exact hollow corpse that she can do an autopsy on? That's a <laughs> solution. She, she just runs down to the holodeck and is constantly autopsying people. <laughs> Beverly, what are you doing? Uh, doing preventive autopsies on people. I just want to make um, sure that I know how to tell if someone's dead. <laughs> uh, Lieutenant Rose Harless writes, I can't remember my source, possibly mission log, but they said that this episode was originally going to center on Jordy, which makes all the engineering way more make oh, way more that sense. That does make more sense. I think I theorized that in the episode, or at least I definitely thought it if I didn't theorize it, but I think I theorized it. Whatever the case, it, it feels like that. It's like, why is Beverly doing all this? Jordy stuff. Other than you need more Beverly stuff. Kurt Kelly writes, so I just... More Beverly! Sorry. More Beverly. 
So I just got to the part where Picard is talking to Beverly about Joe Brill's death and the autopsy, and I get to I get where he's coming from when he talks about her being the, quote, loneliest person. This 100% tracks for me because as a medical provider who has lost many patients, I know that feeling and assume Picard would too, since he likely has felt responsible for any death that may have occurred under his watch. There is always a desire to endlessly review and search for what you would have, could have done different, and no one is going to make you feel any better about it. You do get used to it, not people dying, that sticks with you forever. You get used to the feeling of guilt, but it gets renewed every time it happens again, and it doesn't matter if you did everything right. That being said, Beverly should understand this, and so Picard saying that to her should have resulted in a sarcastic, yeah, thanks response. Of course, uh, unless she isn't a real doctor. Uh... Do I hear Omar? Uh, I was scratching myself. <laughs> I thought that was Omar, like hitting like a pawing at something, hitting, a, hitting, a, hitting one of those cat posts. I do many things similar to Omar. I bat at things. I run around the house and look crazy. It, I, I think the new MacBook, I bite. the new MacBook Pro microphone, might be the most sensitive microphone on the planet. You're sure it's that? Do you want to stop and check? No, so no, no. Not... I'm just saying, like the fact that I could hear that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess you would only hear it from that, not right. from my mic, right? Exactly. This is a reverse of everything you've been experiencing for the past three years. It is wild. Also, this is going to stop me from... I always would lean closer to the, to the Mac because I knew how much interference you were hearing. <laughs> so now I don't have to do that anymore. You can hear my voice you clearly sure also, Crystal right? clear. All right, there you go. This is not an ad for the new MacBook. Um, boy, Gosh, would we love uh, some of that that uh, that Apple money, though. If anybody knows anybody at Apple, get a, get us a sponsorship there. Uh, Lieutenant Catherine Novacek. We got an ex-Mac genius on the show, for God's sakes. This is not Catherine Novacek's uh, hail. She doesn't care if we're sponsored. Um, Lieutenant Catherine Novacek writes, I unabashedly love this episode. I put it on whenever I'm blue. It's the best proof for the argument that Crusher should be chief of security and not a doctor. I acknowledge all the problems with the app. It's rife with plot holes, and yet I still love it. Fair enough, Catherine. Um, Lieutenant Brett LeBlond says, Crusher says, not bad for my first venture into scientific diplomacy. Her first venture... She was the head of Starfleet Medical, and all that time, she never hosted a conference, endorsed a project, or put people with conflicting views at the same table. Either she is not giving herself enough credit, or she is bad at being head of Starfleet Medical. I wonder if that's another... another well, theory. I mean, look, it's why maybe that's why she was only there for a year. Could be. Oh, you think she was kicked back downstairs? We th- thought she was returning to the ship by choice. Oh, I think it was, uh, look, uh, here's the deal. You get out of here. We'll put you back on the uh-huh. Enterprise. We uh-huh. don't make any of this public. Thank God. Back to autopsying people. <laughs> Wait, no. What did you say? <laughs> autopsying. Beverly, um, that's Beverly, it. For... Beverly, we talked about this. You can't autopsy everybody, dead or alive. <laughs> we know we're hard on Beverly. We apologize. I apologize. Look, Andy, stop apologizing for your creative path. My creative path? Yeah, which is to insult Beverly Crusher at every (laughs) It is my art. (laughs) (laughs) What, are you going to stop me from expressing my art? 
Uh, that's it for the priority one messages. That is Let's it for the, the priority bag. one messages. Let's open up the hails here Let's after we step go into the out hallway. Into the hallway. Captain, we are being hailed. Um, and we got a hail, uh, and I had a nice conversation with a uh, with a with a loyal listener named Philip, uh, who sent us this. Uh, my wonderful wife Emmy and I are rewatching the series together, and she's hooked on your podcast too. Emmy is a nurse practitioner at Mass General in the Respiratory Acute Care Unit. She also works at the Boston Healthcare for the Homeless Program. Uh, and the specter of COVID feels like it's always hanging over us. She's absolutely been in the trenches since the beginning. We are waiting for a vaccine for her, but it's going frustratingly slowly. We have uh, almost three-year-old twins, and this year has been so tough. So any humor we f- uh, can find is very welcome. Thanks, guys, for bringing some fun into our days. Philip. Um, and uh, we wanted to send out Look. our deepest respect and... I think you get the award. The Nurse O'Gawa Nurse Practitioner Award. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> you did it, Emmy. Hey, Mass General, let me tell you, there's an Andes Taqueria not far from there. That's pretty cool. Get yourself a Super Carnitas and thank me later. Don't get their breakfast tacos. They're not that good. It's the Mass <laughs> General Special. If, uh, if you guys want to sponsor us, we'll clean up the uh, the review. <laughs> Good job, Emmy. Emmy. Uh, you're a courageous and uh, honorable individual. Look, Emmy, I think all the things Andy just said. Also, again, just walk across the street to Anna's Taqueria. Get yourself a super carnitas burrito with everything. Hot sauce and sour cream. Send us the bill. And send send us the bill. We'll buy you that burrito. And uh, quite frankly, you're a hero and you deserve more than a super carnitas, but since it's the best burrito on the planet, that's pretty cool. Thanks, Emmy. And that's it for the hails. If you'd like to send a hail, uh, send it to STTNC. Pod First at Gmail. Annual Nurse Ogawa Frontlines Nurse Practitioner Award. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to uh, send a, uh, if you want to tweet, uh, you can tweet Matt at Matt Myra or you can Instagram him there. You can Instagram me at, at Andrew Secunda or tweet me at Secunda. Uh, if you want to send a voice hail, we're at 816 Trek TNC. Um, and if you want to get into our Priority One messages, uh, join the Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Forward slash fun. That you won't get you there. Uh, forward slash Star Trek <laughs> TNC. Uh, so that's that. That's We close that. The hails are closed. Here we go. Whoops. Captain, we are being hailed. Meant this one. <laughs> it's the holidays, guys. We're emotionally off the clock, even though this is what we're doing. Uh, what? I keep hearing a thing. I wonder if it's my computer. Hey, you know what? That was 35 minutes. We've done worse. Uh, we have. We have. And that was with a lot of rambling at the beginning. Okay, so. I'm sorry. I meant to type moon base. I'm having a whole separate conversation over here. <laughs>
moon base. What is happening over Don't there? Don't worry are you about just, it. Are you having your own fun? I'm having my own conversation fun about Google searches about Ron, about Ron Moore's show from uh, For All Mankind. Uh, now, that might be a spoiler if you haven't seen. I don't know if season two has come out yet. You didn't hear anything about a moon base from me. Okay. Uh, what is that? What is that? Is that you? Is that? I can't tell. There's like a hiss, guys. I'm sorry. It's, I, I don't mean to sound crazy. Do you want to stop? I just, just want to make sure that you guys recording are recording your tape. So uh, you know what? Uh, it costs money to restart the tape, so let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to do the. Oh yeah, yeah no, sure. we're not up to that yet. We are. Are we? Are we up to? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're up to the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops, that's very low. Your hails made us think of all your faces. Sit comfortably in your little Borg node. Let's talk about this week's episode. It would be interesting to hear a cut down of our mistakes from the very first episode to this episode <laughs> and see if there's literally any distinction at all. I'm so ashamed of my ability to not podcast correctly. <laughs> You, I think there you have you have certain skills that are far above other podcasters. I would say. Yeah. Well, look. I certainly haven't gotten better in a hundred episodes. I've been doing it I so mean, long that yeah. I should be a hair better, more than a hair. I should be way better. I should be so good at podcasting. I'm practically me. Well, you've built uh, your style. You know, that's part of your persona. So it's like, uh, you know. If if you wanted to be if you wanted to be um, Ira Glass, I'm sure you could be Ira Glass. All right, see you later. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, we're not allowed to have guests. This is going to be just me yammering. Hello, uh, everyone. I'm Matt Myra. Nice. Just want to say, um, today we're talking about rifle air. Klingons such started the week of may 17th 1993 andy what was going on well matt the number wait, one wait no song you be you i'm ira glass now i'm being a guest <laughs> oh okay the song in the u.s is uh, that's the way love goes by janet jackson oh I, I completely destroyed my tab that was open for that to bring up celebrate so <laughs> <laughs> destroyed it you just closed it no no i destroyed it also there's a there was a there's an impulse and warp chart up over here wow you're doing a lot of stuff over there uh i do a lot of research in real time uh for various things uh just to make sure that we uh it's the charm slash annoying thing about us it is indeed uh the window was open the whole time Anyway, up skipping this. I love these uh, minute-long sketches that happened on music videos in the nineties. Minute thirty in, still sketching. Here we go, finally. All right, Andy. Tell me more. What was happening? Happening. The number one song in the UK was Five Live by George Michael and Queen with Lisa Stansfield. What the hell is that? You don't remember Um, when George Michael briefly recorded with Queen after uh, Freddie Mercury's passing? Oh my gosh, that sounds fantastic. Was that fantastic? Uh, It's fine. 
It was better than the current iteration. I mean, I'm not saying it's like fantastic compared to Freddie Mercury, but it's, you know, those are two very powerful, you know, talented people or two, two very talented forces. Um, the number one movie in the U.S. was Dave. Yeah. Uh, I love Dave. Do you love Dave? I love Dave. I thought it was fine. Number Ivan, one book. Ivan Reitman at his best. What is best? Since, How can you say that? Since Ghostbusters. Uh, number one book, The Bridges of Madison County by Robert James Waller. Number one TV show that week, the final episode of Matt. 93. May 17th, Cheers. 1993. That's it was right. A Thursday. I remember uh, it well. <laughs> well. That's easy. It's always a Thursday. Sam <laughs> says it, that they're closed. That's the last And then one. after it, they had, uh, they had the, the, the li- gang. Oh, my God. Live on Jay Leno and in the bar, in the actual bar, getting shit faced. Kelsey Grammer. Drunk. Ken Levine told an amazing story. Was I on his podcast or was he on Toss Salad? I don't remember. Uh, That's the way love goes. Ken's got a great podcast, Hollywood and Levine. Oh, should uh, I check it out? Which is a delight. And uh, Ken, Ken and David Isaacs were a writing team, and they wrote so many episodes of Cheers, like 26 episodes or something like that. Maybe yep. more, 36 might even be. Uh, but uh, he was like, at that at that last episode, Tonight Show in Boston, he was kind of like, le- somehow they left him in charge of Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Who, if you all don't remember, he went through, you know, Kelsey flipped over a Dodge Viper that NBC gave him in a drunk driving accident in, like, Malibu. Like, he had... That he, was that night? He had a, no, 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 that was oh. that night. But, like, that's, like, to illustrate how much of a good time Kelsey used to like to have. Right. Um, anyway. What a terrible idea slash amazing thing that happened. <laughs> I guess it was a good it was a good lesson to people who glamorize drinking too much. Well, also like just to have like a le- like do a live do a live tonight show from Boston. Yeah. Like from the cheers, from the pub, not it's it's the exterior. That's all. Like yeah. that's what it is. Like why you, it would have been way better if they just have, although I mean it's probably long struck since then, but I would be like just to have the cheers just do it on the cheers set at Paramount. You would have had a much more controlled environment. It's true. And it would have been cool also. But anyway, I'm not going to take that away from them. Uh, that's what was happening in the world. Uh, now let's what was, let's see what was happening. Wait. Uh, on the Wait. Po- uh, oh, that was it. But that Events was- that week, the oh. Pentium processor is unveiled. Oh, okay. the Intel Pentium. Oh, I remember that processor. Yeah. Remember those commercials for the Pentium? I don't. Intel Pentium 5 with the like the guys in the clean suits that were like all different colors. Anyway. I don't remember it. It's okay. I wasn't as plugged in. <laughs> I wasn't the, plugged to in to the man. computer world. Uh, Nerd. Uh, <laughs> Frank Sinatra, <laughs> come on! Da, 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 da. <laughs> Time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> Time for Frank Sinatra, come on! In other words, Andy, what was going on with the chairman of the board? Baby well, Matt, the previous night finished Frank's run at the Civic Opera House in Chicago. They'll take a week off now to prepare for a short European tour of Sweden and Germany. Jesus! Oh my goodness gracious. Um, Miriam, also from our Patreon, Miriam Barbarina writes, in current Frank Sinatra news, Willie Nelson is releasing an album of Sinatra covers. 
And uh, Ken Molay, who writes the uh, the Frank Sinatra come ons for us, Lieutenant Commander uh, Ken Molay, writes uh, in really super current Frank Sinatra news today. He wrote this on December 12th. Marks the 105th anniversary of Frank's birth. Come on. Ah, <laughs> oh, Frank. Such a such an integral part of this podcast, weirdly. It really makes me feel bad about my work ethic. Oh, I'll tell you that much. I mean, come on. Anytime we hear Frank Sinatra doing something, I'm just like, really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Frank really? Sinatra, relax. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, relax. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, Palm Springs. Uh, okay, Andy, let's talk about the episode. This was, uh... Now we're back at 45 minutes of four hours. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. Continue to be us. Rifle Air, of course, uh, directed by Weinrich Colby. Uh, teleplay by Ron D. Moore. Weinrich. Story, uh, James Brooks. Not James L. Brooks. James Brooks. Uh, left unsure of his beliefs after a stranded after the stranded Klingon youths of uh, Kariah Utes. Four. Uh, my cousin Vinny, Andy's favorite movie, embraced <laughs> him so heartily, uh, and with his job number one, there's no competition. <laughs> with his job performance slipping, <laughs> Worf wins a leave from the Enterprise. Well deserved Oscar for Marissa Tomei. Did she get it also for The Wrestler? Oh, good question. I don't think so. Let me look it up. You keep reading. I know she was nominated again. I thought she was good, really good in The Wrestler. I forget who won instead. Uh, after 10 days, the dismayed wharf is ready to leave with no insights when suddenly Kalis appears, rallying those at the temple and planning to unite and uplift the Klingons again. Gowron, the High Council leader, also asks the Enterprise to ferry Kalis back to Klingon space to avoid arousing any more native passions until he can ch- be checked out. There, Worf remains skeptical until various tests, including a DNA match with a blood sample from a sacred ancient knife. It seems to rule out deception. Worf is overjoyed, but Gowron is not about to hand over his hard-worn, his hard-won government. When they meet at last, Gowron shocks the crowd by outfighting the greatest warrior of them all. At that, head cleric Koroth admits that Kalos is just a clone of the original, specially programmed with a memory taken from the sacred text. But... With word of Kalos' devotion already spreading and Worf agreeing that the, their people need a renewal of purpose, Gowron agrees to let his heir, Kalos, rule as emperor and a moral authority while he and the council retain their political power. Worf is crushed again until Kalos reminds him it's the words and teachings, not the man, that are important. Marissa Tomei uh, was nominated three times, the other two for The Wrestler and In the Bedroom. I was wondering if she won for that one. But she only won for my cousin Vinny. Her finest performance. I mean, it's pretty good. It's a great comedic performance. It's just interesting. Like what? Well, what was she up it. against that year? It's a good question. I'll see if I, I don't I doubt that will Marissa be Torme, easily accessible. Come, Marissa, Marissa Tomei, come on! That's the next Mel Tomei, come on! <laughs> Followed by Marissa Tomei, come on! Uh, all right, here we go. Okay. Good morning, Commander. Data? Interesting night? I found it extremely interesting. The lateral sensor arrays ran three separate spectral mm. analyses. Andy, you can't see anything. I haven't shared it with you. I know. That's on me. 
Andy very politely just waving so it was silent of mistake. <laughs> but I decided to point it out because it was my mistake. I was like Ripley and aliens behind the glass waving her arms at this <laughs> video camera. Interesting night. I found it extremely interesting. The lateral sensor arrays ran three separate spectral analyses on the Alwaner Nebula on three distinct frequencies. I'm sorry I missed it. I will have the report sent to you, sir. We are still on course for the Garamond sector. Our speed is warp 6, ETA 1300 hours. Sigbay reported one minor injury in the exobiology department at 0420 hours. Very well. Isn't Lieutenant Worf scheduled to replace Ensign Tarragon? Yes, sir. Oof, Ensign Tarragon, he's uh, still an ensign, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. I love. I really wonder if Freaks meant this to have the subtext that it feels like of just like, is Worf gonna get here and relieve this schmo? <laughs> I gotta deal with this guy. He's gonna start talking to me about his his kids, and uh, I'm just I gonna have to know. Oh, and boy. how late in life he enrolled in Starfleet Academy. <laughs> I don't care, dude. He's gonna talk to me about fishing. Oh Jesus! I was not informed of any change in the duty roster. He's never late. Records of Lieutenant Worf. Computer locate Lieutenant Worf. Lieutenant Worf is in his quarters. Chilling. <laughs> Something's wrong. Mr. Data, you have the bridge. Security team, meet me on deck seven. But but I'm I just got off the shift. Can't you just <laughs> I had a I had a date. Can't you oh. said someone else? Aye, <laughs> sir. Spot will be so mad. Um do you think there's an overreaction? Well, I mean, look, if your chief of security, who's never late, is not yeah. answering his comms, okay. and is also uh, still locked in his quarters, maybe he fell and hit his head. He's got a history of back injuries. Remember when that container fell on him? That is true. By the way, Matt, you must have... Oh, by uh, the way, security didn't take anyone with them. They, they did no, no phasers. They're just security. They're just there. It's true. <laughs> they're just there. These guys look look like they're barely secure. They look like he just picked them up in the hallway. They happen to be there. Hey, either you guys want to have the uh, Delta tactical sw- shift because <laughs> I cannot... Oh, boy. Answer. You bet, sir. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Computer, override security lock on this door. Authorization. Riker Office 6-0. Didn't even knock. I knew he'd be By the way, the bell, this, this 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 shot was such forced perspective in my head that I was like, "Oh wow, is it like his whole room has turned into this this memorial to Kalos?" And then I realized it was a tiny thing. Yeah. lock door shell What the hell are you doing? <laughs> trying to see the bridge of my nose <laughs> that teaser doesn't bother me i like that teaser you know oh, what's i like it too I, I liked it too also by the way you must have been in heaven with all that protocol crap they're, they're fucking relieving the last shift oh and yeah and then i'm fucking data extra, talking about bullshit extra heaven when when picard's like what the fuck are you doing on my ship you dummy oh, for sure they really make they really make uh, data like more obtuse than usual in this episode. Like everything he's doing is just completely. Oh, I really deaf. liked it actually. It didn't bother me, but it is it is interesting how some episodes but I like he's his super astute, and some episodes they play old school data. But I find that this would be like a thing because of the situation that we're in in the twenty third century, where it seems like they're you know religion is not really you know 
people, humans have moved beyond religion. Uh, I don't think it's a thing you'd have a ton of experience with. Okay. So I think he's actually extra fascinated by it. And I think all the questions he asked Worf are very valid. Right. Um, meanwhile, this is like, Picard is so hard-assed in this that you're like waiting for the bait and switch and it never came. I know. I was like, oh, he's about to, he's going to drop this. Like, no, this is, he's fucking serious. Happy birthday, Mr. Wolf. <laughs> Enter. But, like, I'm fucking, I'm delighted by it. Like, the dressing of down. Of course you like, are. When he strolls in, the captain fucking strolls into your quarters because you were not at your goddamn shift. Oh. You love the you love the oppressive boss. It's your favorite thing. <laughs> I love. You would make everyone in the world jellico if you could. Oh, I love, I love, I love doing what I'm told, and uh, the same for other people. And love telling other people what to do. Captain, I thought you were Troy. On your feet, Lieutenant. Sir, it seems. Mr. Wolf, your personal affairs are strictly your own concern. Until they interfere with the operation of this ship, you have now crossed that line. As your captain, I want to know exactly what is going on. It is difficult to explain. Try. Let me just yeah, ask yeah, you. I love it. I, first of all, I was really delighted by it. I felt the same thing you felt. Like, it's just like, on your feet, that seems unpicard like based on their, their prior history. Mm. But here's more of my central question. This is, this is literally the first time Worf has ever been late the whole time that he served on this crew. What did he do that was so wrong? Well, I think the implication is, okay, so if you think back to like three episodes ago at Birthright, right? Yeah. He uh-huh. had to like, Picard had to like go out of his way to like get Worf a shuttle then he had to go rendezvous, like had to pull the Enterprise off of their thing to go do, like to handle Worf's bullshit. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And then didn't uh, he choose to though? Was he sort of? He wasn't. Yes, of course it, he, he did, but like he chose to do it. But like he was, you know, it was like it was a big ask. I think of of the ship. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. To get leave, to go like it's run part away of the, the patchwork shuttle. of the other stuff. Yeah, and I think I, I feel like, like the episode's presenting this thing is like. Well, I think the other pre- you were doing weird thing, weird prayer things with candles in your in your quarters. It's just like, <laughs> well, right, I think so? it's like you did. You were late for your shift. You're doing weird candle things. Last week, Beverly had to solve a murder, and uh, <laughs> and the week before that, you were gone. <laughs> I can certainly stack it up. I mean, but like to me, like, the and I still can't get out of my head that those two security guards just took the gun right out from your holster, the phaser right out from your holster. Sir, that was two years your... ago. I it just, I can't get it out of my head. Um, so yeah, I think that that, uh, I think it's like a, they're presenting it also like this is like the last straw of many straws that we don't see between the two episodes. So. Uh, I was okay with it. And why would you point a phaser at the screen on the bridge? I mean, you <laughs> knew that that guy wasn't there. Oh, sir, that was that was <laughs> first year we were on the ship. <sighs> anyway. Um, Empty. Does this have something to do with the Klingons you rescued from Karaya 4? They were young. They knew nothing of their heritage. So while I was there, I tried to teach them, teach them about their people, 
their culture. I told them our ancient stories, instructed them in our customs, explained our beliefs, and then I told them about Kalis, how he had united our people long ago, how he gave us strength and honor, and how he promised to return one day and lead us again. Ron Moore really hoards the Klingon episodes, doesn't he? Is that what you're he? doing here? Trying to recapture those feelings? He does. Yes, I was trying to summon a vision of Kalos. It's a pity that you didn't try the holodeck instead of setting fire to your quarters. Using the holodeck would not have been appropriate. So he had to, like, deactivate the fire suppression system and, like, get this thing going in his quarters. Seriously? Which is a danger yeah. to the ship. Everything yeah, had yeah. to be real well, if Kalos like were dressed. to appear. But all this is for nothing. He did not come to me. So this is a theme through the whole episode the for, for Worf. And I really feel like it's like in the Klingon traditions and, and religion or belief system, it's like you sit down, you light some candles, you chant, and then that's how high your expectation is that... that this this essentially god is going to come and appear to you and give you a vision like that's pretty high expectation that doesn't sound like faith that sounds like you know well it's a guarantee i also think that it's like you know like any any i think there are more there are deeper believers than others in the in the klingon society and what is Worf, Worf so desperately yeah. wants to be Klingon, having been raised by humans, yeah. that he is taking it extra hard. I think. That's my yeah. opinion. It just feels like he's That's putting my a lot of Worf pressure. Opinion. He's putting a lot of pressure on this one prayer session, is I guess my point. And I, the next prayer well, session. I feel like he's had so many. This is I, again, I don't think it's like the first one. I think it, I think there are yeah. multiple supposedly. He does the same thing when he goes to the planet though. Well, I guess we'll yeah. get to it. But. A belief in Stovokor, the life which lies beyond this life where Kalos awaits us. Yeah, I know. I, I went to the whole Klingon homeworld. Do you remember any of this? I begin to I have the Arbiter Succession. Remember? Huh? Remember? Well. the strength of my own, and I found it wanting. Have you lost your faith in Stovokor? To lose something, one must first possess it. I am not sure I ever had a true belief. But I should not have allowed it to interfere with my duties. My behavior has been inexcusable. And understandable. It may be that what you are looking for cannot be found here on the Enterprise. Perhaps you need to immerse yourself in Klingon beliefs in order to discover if they can hold any truths for you. Is there something you could do? Is there, is there somewhere you could go to explore your faith more fully? So you're not here. <laughs> Boroth. While you're doing it. The followers of Kalos await his return there. To Klingons, there is no more sacred place. Boroth, remember that's where they went in Discovery, season two? I was wondering. Yeah. I feel like Boroth it looked cooler is... in this episode. Only 12 days from here by shuttle. As of this moment, Mr. Wolf, you are on leave. Thank you, sir. 
that when you set foot on this ship again, I don't want any more of your I bullshit. I expect you to perform your duties like a Starfleet officer. Yes, sir. And Mr. Wolf, I hope you find what you're looking for. Thank you, sir. Man, I would love one of these matte paintings of us of a Borth. Well, maybe look, the maybe the sunset Andy, one. Look under your seat. <gasps> Matt, <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> you're only nineteen, and yet your place among the honored dead is already secure. Take him back to his chamber. Let him sleep. Divak, Oishka. leaving us it has been 10 days Korth I have had no visions I have received no insight there is nothing here for me they're always out of goth when I get to the cafeteria what is the story of the promise wolf when Kalos had united our people and gave them the laws of honor he saw that his work was done, so one night he gathered his belongings and departed for the edge of the city to say goodbye. The people wept. They did not want him to go. Then Kalos said, You are Klingons. You need no one but yourselves. I will go now to Stobokor, but I promise one day I will return. Then Kalos pointed to a star in the sky and said, look for me there, on that point of light. So, here we are, on a world circling that distant point of light. It has been 15 centuries since he made that promise, and still we wait. What are 10 days in the life of one Klingon compared to that? Is the son of Mok? really so easily discouraged. You came to us seeking answers, but this is a place of questions. Open your heart to Kalos. Ask him your questions. Let him speak to you with your mind unclouded by doubt or hesitation. Only then can you find what you are looking for. If you cannot do that, then perhaps you should return to your starship. You got a claim to fame, Matt. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, Secundus claim to fame. I know him from something big. Andy, yeah. what might it be? Um... He was uh, Dr. Rudy Wells, and he was he the original? Yeah. Uh, in Six Million Dollar Man, was he a replacement? He was definitely the one in Bionic Woman. Um, and I think he was. He was definitely in the movies. Were you a Bionic Man guy? I mean, Six look at me. Man? Look at me. You know. I am Steve. I am Steve Rogers. 
Steve Austin. I mean, Steve Austin. God damn it. Steve Rogers. <laughs> yeah, Captain America. He's Rudy Wells. I mean, he had to cost um, at least $6 million in research. Um, let me do the replacement. Uh, whatever the case, uh, that was the main one I knew him from. But he's been, Jesus, you look at this list of credits. It's insanity. Endless. I'm sure somebody's going to go, what about this one? Also, the old wizard in Thundar the Barbarian. <laughs> oh, I remember him from that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andy. Known him for something big. <laughs> he did a lot of cartoon voices. <laughs> so let's let's take let's let's see this. Uh, <laughs> this this is he was like, Man at Arms and Cringer and Skeletor. Oh my God, that's so many of the uh, He Man villains to be. That's right. Oh wait, I'm Man at Arms is a hero. That's right. Oh. Cringer was the sidekick. Uh, what do you think of this Kalos guy? I feel like you're you're casting the best warrior in the history of the Klingon Empire. <laughs> yeah, and this yeah, it's is not... this is who you come up with. It's a really good point, Matt. And also, it's like every time, like when he faces off with Worf, and it's gonna be, it's like ah, he's gonna, he'll show Worf. You know, he'll prove it. To, it's like, he's, this guy's not going to take down Worf. This guy's not going to take down anybody. It's no shock when uh, Garon beats him. Yeah. But it's also no... It's a, what, I think the biggest shock to me is that he uh, is so not imposing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they, I do... I like... I just mean even physically imposing. Like, he's shorter that's what I'm than saying. everybody. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't look like he's going to win any of those fights. I like... Um, but then again, Bruce um, Lee. Ron Morris... What? Bruce Lee was uh, <laughs> yeah, small. Yeah, but he, he, he seemed like a badass. This guy doesn't seem like a badass. Ron, I like Ron Morris' choice of kind of making him... You know, he plays against type in like that he's laughing when he's you know when he's in battle and it's like it's like you've all forgotten the joy of battle i really i really I like, like that spin that move too because that does feel like something that literally the klingons have completely forgotten a hundred percent they're all so serious and angry all the time um like, but here's one here's another episode of enterprise we just watched where they the, the enterprise saves the crew of a small klingon ship and then once they're saved that klingon ship wants to destroy the enterprise yeah they're already <laughs> dishonoring them by violating their ship it's like guys come on this is my this it's funny this episode addresses my some of my biggest problems with the klingons and how the klingons are written and you're saying that it 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 explains it by that they've fallen from the true faith yeah and it helps a little bit to like understand like just how that message has gotten misconstrued over the centuries to be this hardline weird honor system thing right um yeah, I like I like his portrayal and I think it is it makes that part makes sense. One thing that I was thinking beyond what you're saying that just physically his stature doesn't seem like anyone's going to be like uh you know believe that this guy was the most powerful Klingon in in Klingon history. Um the other thing I I I had a suspicion that it was like going to be some kind of engineered, you know, person sort of situation. And when the reveal came, what I thought was, why didn't you just engineer him to be fucking super strong and undefeatable? Well, then they would that would that would be genetically changing his DNA, 
right? Yeah, right. I guess they they assumed that he would be. Yeah, I mean, what they what they should have powerful. done, I guess, is like not only put the entire like scripture of Kalos into his memory, but like also like uh, Matrix Neo him download some good fighting skills in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are Klingon. We hug. Every time he raised his fist and his little, his little dinky, puffy leather claws were dangling on his on his gloves. Yeah, it was very funny to me. <laughs> I am Kalis, and I have returned. I feel like they chose him for his voice more than his stature. Well, I mean, if you're going to cast purely on voice, I guess you get Optimus Prime. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. No one knows. It is not written in the sacred texts. I went into the mountains, all the way to the volcano at Kristat. There I cut off a lock of my hair and thrust it into the river of molten rock that poured from the summit. The hair began to burn. Then I plunged it into the lake of the saw and twisted it into this sword. And after I used it to kill Molo, I gave it a name. Butlin. Carl. The Sword of Honor. You know. The story of the sword is known only to the high clerics. It was never written down so that if he returned, we could be sure it was Kalos. I have is returned. lying his ass off right now. Uh, no, he's telling the truth. Like, nothing, no, he's not. He programmed he, it. Uh, he's not. Look, he's telling the truth. It was never written down. And the <laughs> yeah, reason that's... So I'm he's, saying he's, putting not, on he's not lying. A huge show. He's putting on a show. He prematurely <laughs> is lifting his arm off of his chest to deliver his line. If you watch that a little more closely uh, in the mm-hmm. background there, when he's <laughs> like, you just uh, here it is. And after I used it to kill Molo, I gave it a name: Bondleth, the Sword of Honor. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think he jumped. He jumped the moment a little bit, a little uh, bit, a little bit. Yeah. But he's also supposed to be processing it. So, yeah. again, these gloves are terrible. <laughs> I had a great shirt that I got at the Star Trek Experience in Vegas. That was an out. That was an outline drawing of him, and it says, "Kalis is my co-pilot." Just like those Jesus is my co-pilot shirts. No, I no, I get shirt. it. I missed that shirt. I love that. There's a, it's basically a Jesus episode, and I actually really respect yes. that yes. this is this is a really good use of science fiction that you sort of you tell this this story about like what if Jesus came back? What if he wasn't real? Um, you know, but he was still you know being useful. It's it's really great use of like a way to get it a a thing that you couldn't tell it straight. I, I I really like it a lot for that reason. I think it's a fascinating sort of uh, Star Trekian discussion or deconstruction of faith, and I really yeah. I like I like it quite a bit. Oh, Bach, Kalis, 
What is it you are doing? I was getting on my tricorder. Tricorder? Is it a weapon? No, no. It is a tool. I intended to use it to see. see. Then I think a less a less steady hand at writing this. When he says, "Is it a weapon?" and then he says, "No," and he goes, "Pah!" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that was Get right. it away from me. I'm right, that was the instinct. Ah, tools are dishonorable. Yeah, like this is. I like the steady hand here that Ron Moore has. Well, that's why I like the characterization of Kalis in that way. That it's like he is confident that he's well, Kalis. He, he doesn't need to, to himself, fucking be flipping is. out about everything. I think it's interesting because, like, he thinks he is Kalis and he is the is the DNA of Kalis. So, really, is he not Kalis? I don't know. Well, that's where we land. That's where we land, and he's now the yeah. emperor of the Klingons. <laughs> yep, he's the proceed he's the figurehead. Use your tricorder. By the way, uh, these these people all have the same prosthetic teeth that Roxanne Dawson had in there. <laughs> Just saying. We were having a, a debate inside the Patreon that Roxanne Dawson was playing her when they split her between Klingon and human that she sounded like a cave person. I think she came in with that performance as, as like a joke. And then when the director never corrected her, she was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the Delta Flyers are saying about that episode. Can't wait to listen. Well. You are Klingon. What else could I be? There are many possibilities. A shapeshifter. A holographic projection. So, you are a skeptic, Worf. I like that. How do you know my name? We have met before. I appeared to you in a vision in the caves of Nomat. So how did he? You did they? Just a child then. Did he tell someone that, and then I they programmed it into him? That you? Uh, I would assume. Huh. Or kind of dirty psychic. Pool. Would do something that no Klingon had ever done before. Did they program in every person's vision of Kalis? No, they were. This was all planned for when Worf got there. Oh, right, right. They were like, but how do they know Worf the was going to... Were they waiting for Worf to get there to do this trick? Yeah, they were like, like okay, how they know it's been he was 150 centuries since Kalis, but I bet it'll be less time before we see Worf. So let's just plan <laughs> this. Right. No, well, we got to admire them for patience. Of those see, that's a beautiful one, the sunset. It is enough that he says to do a thing and they will do it. If he says to run, they run. If he says to fight, they fight. If he says to die, to ice, eat ice cream. They'll they eat die. the ice cream. <laughs> the slow death. If the commander then is worthy of that dish trust, best Ugh, Jotlak. I like the uh, I like Worf's outfit here. Nuch. That is a good outfit. Battle with fighting really just seems to be how many times can we hit our blades against each other? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Not a lot of stabbing. Yeah, they're, 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 although like when you do when you do get a good uh, battle with stab in, it is pretty yeah. brutal. 
that's the other thing. Like they fucking redesigned the bat lifts in in Discovery. Like it's like why? <laughs> mm, <laughs> I like that even even Korath is a little bit like, what's he doing? Is there only anger and bloodlust in your souls? Is that all that is left in the Klingon heart? We do not fight merely to spill blood, but to enrich the spirit. Look at us. Two warriors locked in battle, fighting for honor. How can you not sing for all to hear? We are Klingons! <laughs> yes. Let it out. Let the joy in your heart be heard. We they made him are so small. Klingons. Why did they pick we such a short Klingons. actor? does not join in he's like i was just about to kill kalis <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one thing is i really like the speech and i like that they take that direction but twice in this episode he kalis is engaged in a fight that he's losing and then the fight is stopped either by Worf or by him and it's like isn't that kind of frowned on in the klingon world isn't it basically uh, like, no, one of us has to die. That's uh, the way unclear, we do it. Unclear. I don't know if that's the way they do it. They shouldn't right. do it that way. They'd have more dimension if they didn't do it that way. Board of very unusual mm-hmm. guest. Did you take any other tricorder readings? An anatomical profile or a neurophysiology This scan? is your classic TNG. Sit around the table and let's talk about the issue. Yep. No. It's going to be very difficult to eliminate any possibilities at this point. Riker has Could a... I perform an autopsy on him? <laughs> <laughs> Beverly. I'm sorry, sir. I just... How else will we know? You want me to go back and uh, be chief of Starfleet Medical again? <laughs> um, uh, Riker has... I think, you know, we all made, we've all made a big deal about uh, his, his, his standing, you know, the, and, the, and the weird sit his uh, leg over the chair sit. I think in these conference room chairs, he has his own unique sit, which is always leaning on one elbow pretty heavily and kind of slanted to the side. I think that's the most comfortable way for him to stay in the shot. Because he's so tall. Yep. Because he's such a tall drink of water. He's, he should have been in Klingon makeup. Yeah. Or a bioreplicant, or even a Klingon who has been surgically altered to look like Kalis. There is another what? possibility. What's a bioreplicant? He could be the real Kalis. He may have. Act- I don't know. Maybe she just sounds like Blade. A, she just watched Blade uh, Runner. She thought it was. It great. does Should sound like it. they're just saying promised. replicant, but they don't have the rights to it. The appearance of Kalis in the lava caves is consistent with the stories found in the Klingon sacred texts. Worf, no offense, but I have trouble believing that the man that I escorted from decade is supernatural. I He's did not say short. that he is. And you have offended me. We must fight. <laughs> I really think we should not completely reject the possibility. Look, we have no reason to rule out anything. 
We are not ordered to investigate the origins of our guest, nor to tell anyone what they should believe. We are simply to transport Kales to the home world. And while he's here with us, he will be treated as an honored guest. Just as we might Lieutenant. treat Santa Claus. May I ask a question? In the absence of empirical data, how will you determine whether or not this is the real Kalos? It is not an empirical matter. It is a matter of faith. Faith? Then you do believe Kalos may have supernatural attributes. As an android, I am unable to accept that which cannot be proven through rational means. I would appreciate hearing your insights on this matter. Perhaps some other time, Commander. <laughs> really not reading I the room. Do not believe I can provide much insight at this moment. I like how they use data in this episode. Wait, I said that earlier. First you were saying you didn't like it because he was... Now you're saying my thing. Who are you? <laughs> Get out of here! I am Kalos. Oh no, Kalos! <laughs> Let us fight. The fucking bird of prey looks awesome in this That's episode. That's a Klingon attack the, cruiser. The Klingon attack cruiser looks like a bird of prey in this episode. <laughs> Welcome no, aboard. I had, I had one of those. Where is he, Picard? Did you? It's sweet. I assume that you're referring to Kalos. I had the Playmates, really I had the playmates um, uh, Enterprise D, uh, Romulan Warbird, and uh, Klingon Attack Cruiser. Mm. Uh, and I hung them from my ceiling. I got them all for Christmas. And the year was probably 1994. Probably a year you must have been this. swimming in Star Trek Star Trek toys. You got a mom who's a Star Trek uh, Trekkie. Yeah, but I, if, Star I remember, Trek if I remember correctly, she must have told my grandmothers what to get me because I think my grandmother, uh, my maternal grandmother got me uh, the Attack Cruiser and my uh -huh. paternal grandmother got me the Warbird and then I got the Enterprise on Christmas morning. Sweet. Were you ever like, Mom, this isn't the right thing? Or was she always like right on the money? Uh, I, I, my great greatest fear in life is 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 presenting myself as ungrateful for a gift that my mother <laughs> has gotten. I just don't. It's just like ah, oh, I I would cry thinking about it. Like, ugh. Oh. So, I God, I hope not. Okay, Mary, write in. You probably already want access to the hail bag. <laughs> I don't think she does. <laughs> She's, She's not on the Patreon. Isn't Your she? own mother is not in the Patreon. I'll say that. No, I think she is. She's a is she? she's a lieutenant. No, she's a lieutenant level. No, oh, I apologize, Mary. Jeez, Louise, Andy, <laughs> you're so mean. I am mean. I'm the mean one. Everybody Potok knows it. Who's using his name? Stop being a Potok. Well, <laughs> the person in question is in his quarters at the moment. What have you learned about him so far? What kind of medical analysis have you made? Do you have any theories about his true origin? We haven't done any analysis. What kind of fools do you have working for you, Picard? The imposter's been aboard... <laughs> I'm getting my guy in here to train everyone. <laughs> ...for nearly a day. If you had wanted to run tests on Kalos, you should have sent a Klingon ship for him. And have him begin spreading his poisonous lies through a ship of loyal Klingons? Never. If he really is an imposter, then you have nothing to worry about. Kalos has been dead for a thousand years. But the idea of Kalos is... What is this shot from underneath? 
I like it. I'm yeah, into it. Dillazide, have you ever fought an idea, Picard? It has no weapon to destroy, no body to kill. The idea of... Cut to the wide shot. Alexander's there, looking up at both of them. Kalis's <laughs> return must be stopped here now. <laughs> it's an Alexander POV shot. Like By the way, he's a hell too. But destruction oh, that's true. Behind. Good job, Weinrich. Um, I love the I love his speech about yes. an idea has no weapon to kill, or with no weapon to whatever. And uh, I think Picard's perspective and just like, well, if he's not really Kalis, then he got nothing to worry about. It's kind it's of a like very human perspective. Very, I feel time. like I feel it's very naive. I think it's a very human twenty third century, twenty fourth century perspective like, to have. All right, I, I like the like, illustration uh, of it. Gowron is right on right on the money with this perspective, which is it's yeah, again, what he, Gowron, it doesn't matter whether Gowron he is or is, not. Gowron is the current day us. That's what they're doing in this, Andy. Oh, is it's it? science fiction. Interesting. So Gowron has come on board in order to test your claim. Hmm. Gowron knows that his days are nearly over. Now he comes crawling aboard with some kind of test. We do not have to prove anything to Gowron. What is this test? He has brought a knife with him. A knife that is supposed to be stained with the blood of Kalos. Gowron has brought the knife of Kiram? No one is permitted to remove it from the sacred vault. Gowron does not care about what is sacred. He wants to run a genetic analysis on a sample of the blood and on you. That should tell us if there is a biological match. Now, if you agree to the test, I will make the Enterprise facilities available to ensure that it is conducted impartially. Perhaps it is time to settle the doubts of those... Again, what I like about the episode and what they're doing and what they, what they do here is this, 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 this person, this being, believes and thinks he is Kalos. Right. And, like, has no reason to not even... Buy, okay, sure, you want to do that? Let's do that. Like, I really do. I like that sort of angle of this. Yeah. Those who still do not believe, I will allow this test. Perhaps if I could run an autopsy first. (laughs) It's a knife, Beverly. There. That should do it. Computer, run a genetic comparison on this blood sample and the tissue belonging to Kalis. The genetic patterns are identical. This comparative DNA now, pattern analysis in big letters. How can this be? It is true. And I like that Worf like is like, I'm not buying this, I'm not buying this, I'm not buying this. Science backs it up. Oh shit. Yeah. Kalos has returned. It's pretty sweet. Uh only only gets suspicious when he tastes replicator food and is like this is pretty good. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. They couldn't program in taste. That's how they. Uh, that's how. That's how people would know that it wasn't us. It's true. This replicator pizza is delicious. Sorry. Our replicator did not do justice to Klingon Warnog. It's been so long since I have tasted any food or drink. There are many things I have forgotten. Kalos. May I ask you about death (laughs) and Stovokor? Tell me. 
What awaits us beyond this life? I do not have those answers. I'm merely a traveler. Someone who has journeyed back and forth between this world and the next. While I am in this form, I know only about this world. I feel like and there is that's a shifty way of answering. And you could argue that he's like, maybe Kalos was a little bit arrogant. I think he's trying to make sense arrogant. of it. No, I think that this guy, this being, is trying to make sense of it. That's what makes sense to him, is that like, yes. oh, I guess I don't, yeah. I can't remember it when I'm in this form. Uh, it's, it's valid. Matt fixed it. I didn't fix it. Ron Moore fixed it with his beautiful writing. This world. I think Ron Moore broke and it. You will be part of it, Wolf. Me? It was your purity of heart that summoned me back from Stovokor. And Korath has told me about the respect you have earned in the Federation and the Empire. I want you to have a place at my side as we restore honor to our people. It's a real good plan on Korath's part. Let me tell you about this. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, I guess it does. Because because Worf backs it, but... Well, Worf figures... Worf actually has the real plan. I mean, don't want to spoil any MVCs, but... This new empire <laughs> we will forge. It will be glorious. It will be war. No. You're not a fool, Wolf. Do you really think that every Klingon in the empire will bend his knee and grovel before this man? I, this conversation, this scene's great, too. Just because yeah. Koroth says he is Kalis... He is Kalis. And I love the use of Garon. I think Garon has been at various points kind of shifty and duplicitous and, uh, and you know, of Klingon that freaks out. But it all seems, all of his different varying behaviors seem like Garon, which is a sign of a good depthful character. And in this one, his points are fucking, you know, really reasonable. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, again, I... It's a very interesting conversation about like what what if what if Jesus decided hey guys I'm back, um, but uh, you want to test me go for it, uh, but I forgot what unleavened bread tastes like. What we what <laughs> we say? <laughs> I will not hand over the empire to Koroth because of one test. It is not Koroth. It is of course it is Koroth. Open your eyes. Koroth and right. the other guardians have always opposed me. This is nothing more than a ploy for them to finally seize power. Even now, there are warriors on my own ship who want to see Kaelas. There are others who believe he is an imposter. The divisions are already forming. But it does not have to be this way. We could all join together and welcome Kaelas as a united people. Don't you see? This is exactly why they want you to join them. Because your brother sits on the council. And your voice carries weight in the Empire. They want you to influence others to follow them. Worf, we fought together once. I love this. They keep him out of side focus Side by side shot. to keep the Empire yeah. from being torn apart. Will you stand by and let these imposters destroy all that we fought so hard to protect? Renounce him, Wolf. Stand with me, and we can hold the Empire together. 
He says you do not understand a lot. You do not understand. Kalos is our future. Only with his help can we revive the pure warriors within ourselves. Listen to him, Gauron. Open your heart, hear his words. He will restore your faith as he has restored mine. Give him a chance to lift your spirit and cleanse your heart before you take up arms. <laughs> they, they finally brought phasers. <laughs> Koroth, I see that not all fools die young. Halus. <laughs> it's, it's a less imposing shot when he's coming in from the corridor of the Enterprise. Yeah, this one. It's interesting. A... They shot everything upward when you're with Garon, but you don't. Uh... Well, also, like, you're coming in, like, to this great temple, but you're coming in through the corridor. Long ago, a storm was heading toward the city of Quinlat. The people sought protection within the walls, all except one man who remained outside. I went to him and asked what he was doing. I am not afraid, he said. I will not hide my face behind stone and mortar. I will stand before the wind and make it respect me. I honored his choice and went inside. The next day, the storm came. And the man was killed. The wind does not respect a fool. Do not stand before the wind, Garon. What was his name? Fool, Foolman. <laughs> what? If you were really there, you should be able to tell us the name of the man outside the walls. Describe him to us. What was he wearing? How tall was he? What color were his eyes? I do not remember. It was long ago and in another lifetime. What matters is I have returned to restore faith and hope to my people. To lead them back to the way of honor and the glory that once was theirs and can be again. Is that what you oppose, Garan? I oppose you. I say you are not, Kalis. <laughs> and I will not bend my knee to you. I feel as like George R. R. Martin got a lot breath. from this. What? I feel like George R. R. Martin got a lot from it, particularly this episode. He was busy. In general. He was busy with Beauty and the Beast at the time. <laughs> Definitely yeah. was watching this. He's like oh, the bend the knee. Ron a lot Perlman, of the, what are you doing? Let's the battles. That. I mean, I know it's all drawn from the medieval. I mean, it's all histories from, too. From, but, from King Arthur. Yeah, and Arthur but C. Th- Clarke. Uh, he was. He's a full-on nerd, though. I believe it came from Star Trek too. Oh, he is the nerdiest human being I ever met in my life. He's obsessed with fantasy football. Did you interview him too? Of course. Come on. Oh wow. Can't have a Did podcast. Did you talk about the about Jets at all? Nerds. Uh, Giants. He's a Giants guy. No, he's a Jets fan. Is it a Jet? Isn't he a Giants fan? I, I mean, no, I know because I'm a Jets fan, or I was. Teams. That's right. I'm a Jets follower. Let's say. <laughs> I was. I, I remember it being like not a team that I disliked immensely, and I disliked yeah. the Jets and the Giants. <laughs> sure. A little, 
one of them deserves your pity more than the other. <laughs> yes. But now the Patriots are just as good as the old Jets. <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie. No! All right, I won't play the side, the, the musically, the musical fight here. It's a good time. Good, good score, good score. The greatest warrior of them all. <laughs> I am past my prime, I admit it. <laughs> it does look pathetic. There's no getting around it. Whoever you are, you are not Kalos. You have said enough, now get out! You are using the name of Kalos for some twisted game. For that alone, you should die. And if you do not tell me what you have done, I will kill you right here. <laughs> kill you where you stand. That I would love to see. By the way, the repercussions of that. Uh, <laughs> Worf standing there with these three bodies. Captain, uh, uh, I took your advice. I cleaned up my act. I killed three. But I was on time today. <laughs> Problems with your memory are the result of the way you returned. What do you mean? We, the Guardians, have been awaiting your return for centuries. But we did not have the technology to bring you back until now. We were able to use an organic sample of the first Kalis to give you life. The first Kalis? A clone. He is a clone. What is a clone? A being created in a laboratory by using genetic material from another being. You are a copy, a fraud. You are not just a copy. We gave you more than the body of Kalis. We found a way to imprint specific information in your neurosynaptic patterns. We gave you memories, we, and not just any memories. We gave you the experiences of Kalis as written in the sacred texts. His anecdotes, so, his charm, his singing voice. I did not uh, do some any of, his of the things that I remember. <laughs> I was never in the city of Quinlat. I never went to the Cristat Volcano. You were not awakened until we transported you into the cave and, and you appeared to wharf. Before that time, you were unconscious in a laboratory where we accelerated your growth, corrected any genetic anomalies that occurred, gave you the wisdom and memories that... We made you the weakest fighter that has ever lived. They grew you in a test tube like some kind of fungus and programmed you like a machine. You are twisting the truth. You got to data with a tear in his eye. You who have brought to life this lie and called it Kalos. It is not a lie. Genetically, he is Kalos. And he is needed by our people. You know better than anyone the corruption and dishonor that is destroying the Empire. They need him. They do not need a false god. How do you know that this was not the way the prophecy was to be fulfilled? Who is to say that what we did was wrong? I am. What? I will not let this fraud continue. You are? Wolf! You cannot tell Gowron of this. 
Do and not give me in orders, fact, Korath. Kind of fucked up telling you. Uh, All right, consider this. <laughs> Forget what you just saw. <laughs> if you tell Gowron what we have told you, it will destroy him, and with him, the last chance to restore hope to our people. It's your choice. Like how they never—they're not flying side by side. They're just stuck in a face-off. <laughs> yeah. They have been sitting here for three hours, seventeen minutes. Well, they one guy's sitting. The other guy's kneeling. To return to their <laughs> ship with the rest of Gowron's men. They insisted upon waiting here until they see Kalos again. You guys, can you buzz Their off? You're kind of killing our buzz. appears to be unaffected by his inability to defeat Gowron. They still believe. Then they are fools. Does that mean you no longer believe this is the real Kaelas? Yes. I am curious. Do you still think the real Kaelas will return someday? Or has this experience only deepened the spiritual crisis which originally sent you to Boreth? I do not know. I understand your dilemma. I once had what could be considered a crisis of the spirit. You? Yes. The Starfleet officers who first activated me on Omicron Theta told me I was an android, nothing more than a sophisticated machine with human form. However, I realized that if I were simply a machine, I could never be anything else. I could never grow beyond my programming. I found that difficult to accept. So I chose to believe that I was a person, that I had the potential to be more than a collection of circuits and sub-processors. It is a belief which I still hold. How did you come to your decision? I made a leap of faith. I mean, look, that's just, that's just, uh, that's, I, the, <laughs> I like the Wharf Data interactions quite a bit because they are yeah. very similar characters in the sense that they're outsiders uh, to the humans on board the ship, uh, both orphans, you know, um, and I just, I, I really like that scene quite a bit. I like the way that Data sort of, Gives advice without giving advice. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it is well written, and I think it addresses interesting points about faith. And that guy um, before, has a phaser. Thank God, finally, security is doing something right. <laughs> before we get away from too far away from it, I, I was confused about uh, identifying Alan Oppenheimer in uh, Six Million Dollar Man because I was like, but I think Rudy Wells was different. Am I doing a face? blindness thing it's because alan oppenheimer was at the very beginning of the series and then he was replaced by martin e brooks as rudy wells who's the one that we remember more <laughs> it's really interesting i wonder why why he was replaced yeah shits and giggles was he too successful or was he a problem i don't know but he's still with us at 90 years young yeah 
Way to go, Alan. So is Martin E. Brooks. Wow. Klingons are long-lived. He's also 90. Impressive. The man who appeared to me on Boroth is not Kalos. He is a clone. A clone? Yes. Did you really think you could get away with this kind of fraud, Koroth? I will have you and this abomination put to death. It does not matter, Gauron. You will still not be able to stand against him. What? He's not real. You just said so. I said he was not Kaelas. But in the minds of our people, he can be just as powerful as Kaelas. Even now, two members of your own crew are sitting on our holodeck waiting for him to return. I do not care what they think. But they are not alone. Like many of our people, they need something to believe in, just like I did. Something larger than themselves. Something that will give their lives meaning. They need Kaelas. But when they find out the truth... It does not matter, Gauron. Despite the facts, they will still believe. They will make a leap of faith. And there will be others just like them. Not everyone, but enough to plunge the Empire into civil war if you oppose them. What are you saying? That I should just hand over the Empire? No, no, that would be unwise as well. Then what are you proposing, Worf? You were right about one thing, Koroth. Our people are becoming decadent and corrupt. They need moral leadership. Kalis can be that leader. As emperor. There hasn't been an emperor in three centuries. The political power will remain with the High Council. Kalis would be a figurehead, but he will have the ability to rally the people. Like Queen Elizabeth, who is still alive. To guide them in (laughs) spiritual matters. The title is meaningless without the power to back it up. Real power comes from within the heart. You would have the power to mold the Klingon heart. You could return them to honorable ways according to the original teachings of Kalos, which are within you. It would be a great challenge if you have the courage to accept it. And what will we tell the people about their new emperor? That he appeared in a cave or a laboratory? We will tell them the truth. I like that. Mm-hmm. All of the truth. But we will tell them that even if he is not the real Kalos, he is the rightful heir to Kalos. And if I refuse to go along with this? Then my brother and those who support him on the council will fight you, and I will fight you. And the Empire will fall back into civil war. Mm-hmm. What do you say about this, Koloth? What I say is unimportant. It is acceptable. (laughs) Even in that moment, he's sort of not that, you know, he's not kind of regal. I mean, look, I, again, his power has already been stripped of him. It's just sort of like, all right, I'll be emperor if you guys want me to be emperor. Let us usher in this new era together. All right, clone. Vorka. No. Ah, 
Kieran looks like he's wearing like an oversized Captain Crunch outfit. <laughs> Oops, all berries. <laughs> Farewell, Wolf. Goodbye. What's wrong? You should be proud of what you've accomplished. You're moping again. <laughs> I went to Boroth to find my faith. For a time I thought I had. But my heart is empty again. I do not know what to believe. You doubt the real Kalis will return one day. You doubt that he is still waiting for you in Stovokor. Kalis left us, all of us, a powerful legacy, a way of thinking and acting that makes us Klingon. If his words hold wisdom and his philosophy is honorable, what does it matter if he returns? What is important is that we follow his teachings. Perhaps the words are more important than the man. Kapla, son of Mork. Kalos. This is my favorite moment. <laughs> that that weird intimate scene, and then suddenly the transporter chief steps into the shot. He's like, "Hey guys, is it? Uh, I've been here the whole time. Was I supposed to hear that? I don't know why Worf wouldn't be like, you're dismissed, and I'll handle it. You know what I mean? Yeah." <laughs> so uh, weird. <laughs> okay, Andy, let's uh, give out an MVC. I do it. Will it be Jordy, Rocco, Wesley? I mean, look, it's pretty obvious here. It's Dr. Crusher. <laughs> She's the one that proved running that, that DNA uh, test. That's right. <laughs> Um, she didn't. She didn't spot that he was a clone. Um, uh, you could say maybe Data. You know, he was helpful in uh, in uh, in Worf's spiritual journey. Sure, yeah. Uh, Worf wouldn't have gone on that journey if not for Picard. So it's probably Picard. It's interesting that we've had this many episodes that are like all Worf away from the Enterprise kind of epics. Yeah, the Klingon episodes, man. It's Klingon Close heavy together. Episodes. I've never. This is my favorite so far. This is my favorite Klingon heavy episode. Uh, well, yeah. I say Worf. I say Worf as well. Uh, pretty obvious. We had to entertain, um, though. We had to discuss the options, everyone. Yeah. Um. How many Andy's does this episode get? Boom! There it is. I. Uh, Ron Moore is such a good writer. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to knock any episode that he's written. Like the, it's such a depth of 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 comprehension and, and inventiveness about the the Klingon universe and a good handle on Worf and a good handle on Gowron and um, um, you know, yeah, it's very hindered by the by the casting. It's interesting how how hindered it is by the casting of 
of Kalis. Um, but uh, so, so clever, the you know, the, basically doing a doing a stand-in for Jesus if Jesus came back, and um, or any you know any figure like that. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, I think it's a it's a it's a good thoughtful meditation on it. It plays out right. I think you're right on the the data stuff. Um, those interactions. Um, would have liked to have heard more from Picard once the show gets going. I guess they didn't have the real estate for it. Um, but I will say, even though everything I just said is true, I don't know if it feels like it's you know knocking me on my butt the whole time like i kind of wanted to go a notch above and maybe that the drama seems to not quite reach a peak like Worf isn't in enough danger he's because he he's having this crisis of faith he's sort of not emotionally invested enough in any direction until the end but i like the resolution but for that reason i'm gonna knock it down a little bit and give it a seven point five uh it's a nine for me what the f yeah uh i like it a lot i mean maybe it's just being raised catholic i have more of a pov on it than you matt you started this by knocking it and saying it's a it's a klingon episode i I said they should watch it you did but you seem reticent well i said i'm explaining it go back and listen andy i'll wait okay all right Oh, you were right, Matt. I don't know what you said. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's were you nine. saying that it's you you knew you were going to love it? Yeah, I well, I kind of no, I didn't know I was going to love it when I started rewatching it. But then, as I like, you know, now as a grown adult human being, and not like a how old was I ten when this came out? Yeah, you know, it's very different for me. Uh, and I really think I just think it's really well written. Well done, and, and without all the question, character beats I think feel feel right. Uh, yeah. There's no beat where I'm like, this this is dumb. Why is he doing this? He should be doing this, or why is she doing that, or why are they doing this? It yeah, all I agree. felt like like everything A to B to C to D. This is very good writing, and uh, it's a nine for me. All right, I even, think it's fair. I mean, look, even the whole cold open, Protocol City, everybody. It's true. Ah, act one, dressing down from Picard. What more could you want? I feel like you've been playing possum with your enthusiasm the whole time. Yes. Uh, Is it to throw us? It's so that at the end you could have this reveal? It's to make everyone go, man, I should listen to the whole thing all the time. (laughs) Not turn off halfway through because I'm bored out of my mind. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's that's what I give it. That's what you give it, and it's time to watch the trailer for next week's episode. Or uh, this is uh, for second chances, Andy. You're going to be excited by this. Uh, here we go. Make sure this volume is up. And is it Row? Is Row come back? Oh no! It's double your fun. Eight years ago, a transporter mishap created an exact duplicate. I am Will Riker. Now, twin officers coexist. Which of them is real? Both. But hidden passions could turn them into bitter enemies. There's no place for you in my away team. And jealousy threatens to endanger a critical mission. Playing it safe. Why don't we wait and see who comes out on top? Let's go! Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. 
real clone heavy episode uh, series of episodes look it's not a clone it's an exact transporter duplicate no uh second chance is thomas Riker. here he is he's back everybody uh exciting i'm excited are you excited you're not excited yeah i think you should be more excited. excited than you are for a double double dose of frakes <laughs> I, I like when they revisit uh characters and ideas i wish they would did it more uh well andy i'll tell you what i wish people would do halfway more. i also came upon that john delancey was in four episodes of six million dollar man man delancey always surprising yeah um what am I doing? Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna. I had a nice little segue in my head, and I lost it. I'm sorry. Uh, the completely off-topic John Delancey yes. comments well, about I mean, through you. Completely <laughs> off-topic because it's you know it's uh, he's in Star Trek. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, thank you mostly to our President Circle members. Let's go back in President and thank Circle. them. Should have played when Kalos entered the door. It's true. All right, Andy. It's the holiday season. Let's play a little Christmas in the background. Oh, there. nice. And let's say thank you to our patrons. Oh boy, Andy, I've, I've lost the. I uh, lost it. I sent it to you. Here it is. I found it again. Uh, shall we trade off page and page? Let's do it. Thank Very you good. to the following President Circle members. Dan Ryan, Martin Thomas Couture, Jennifer Cable, Matt R., Laura Kincaid, Brad Harris, Johnny Five, Input, Valerie Rorick, Ted T., Elliot Perry, John Douglas Forrest, and I'm Devanani Rall, Lianza, Jeffrey, who has never brought your eggs any other way than you, so you can trust him. Little uh, Enterprise reference there. John Dews, Ryan, Angel Cruz, Nathan Sweet, Christine Assad, Martha, Amy Harbor, Patrick, Diana uh, Bodenberg. Bah, sorry, she wrote it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Diana Bodenberg. Rick Berry, Michelle Hanna, Kit Gates, Keats, Christopher L. Mitchell, John Macy, Pizza Shrapnel. Oh, I'm getting hit with Pizza Shrapnel left and right. Maddie H., Rob Wisdom, John Matthews, Wendy Wolf, Niles Andreg, The Ultimate Trekker, AJ, Miss J., Katie Connolly, Archer Palms, a.k.a. Verding... I'm sorry. Verding and Nunes? I'm so glad that you get that every, every week. <laughs> Matt Chip, Chappie, Brenda Rexing, Jason Edwards, Garrett Jones, Zach Engberg, Natasha, named after Tasha Yar Harrison, Husker, oh. Danny B. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. LCDRTSF. Okay. Uh, Edward Sides, Jason. Uh, oh, you know what, Andy? I am on. I'm not looking at the same thing as you. You're looking at the PDF, oh, no? and I opened up the uh, actual document like a dumb dumb. I see. Well, the last one on that page is Jason Sasportas. Uh, and then on my next page is Lieutenant Patrick, Lieutenant Daniel Weiss, 
Nameless Bond, Rachel Amber Bloom, Andy Wally, Alexander Alexandra Ragusa, Lieutenant Isaac Boatset, Joel Ahrens, Benjamin Lyons, Lieutenant Alexander Markwitz, Lieutenant Aaron Houston, Mad Seb, Mac Macon Clark, Lieutenant Laura Munez, Jeff McGregor. Thank you to Mike Boo Nackley. Mike Boo Nackley. Uh, Matt Evans, thank you to Sterling Moffat, Movie Time, Hannah Silver, Lieutenant Jenkman91, Carrie Hunter, uh, Jason Letch, sorry, Jason Leach, uh, James with a Souf, uh, <laughs> Jason with a South Afri- African accent, Holloway. <laughs> wow, late edition. <laughs> and this accent corner it's gonna be shit Ben Sterling Adam Ringland Roberto Gariak Kevin S. Brooks Adam R. Murray I the cat Shelly Queen of the Shellyac Vasil Jeffrey Maddox uh, George Porter Lieutenant Katie Brozek Michael Parsons Jess who is now friends with JJ because attraction like Star Trek should bring people together <laughs> Grace Ellen uh, Meixner, Baron Von Poo, Lieutenant Charlie, Lieutenant Matthew Tome, Lieutenant Thomas McGowan, Bryn Lake, Jack Diamond, Commander <laughs> Junior Grade, John Wiggy, um, Todd Harmon, Garrett Aveller, Sean, Heather Knight, Joran Severin, Peter Goodwin, Matt Snyder, and Scott Farley. Thank you so much. Uh, and then we have Andre Bayou, the Romanian Trekkie who learned English from TNG. Heath Korshigan, Finn Upma, Upham, Daniel Heron, Adam Ware, Tamika Mitchell, Kevin Johnstone, Roberta Cat, Skylar Jungit, Lieutenant Sean Moore, Sean Daly, Lawrence M.W., Sean Cameron, Andy Benton, Heather Keller, Darmok, and Sinatra at the Sands. <laughs> nice. Sammy, his arms wide. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, when the walls fell. Uh, Patrick Reese, Jonah Brolet, David K., Jonathan Feller, Peter Ballard, Nick Lenchner. Philip Kutlis, Anthony Deacon, David Veenstra, Scott Goki, uh, John King, Tom Bondurant, Kelly Sweeney, Michael uh, Rossi, David Pinson, Stephanie Dyerson, Derek Knighton, Jonathan Bruno, Carrick Jones, J.R. Johnston, Parker Davidson, Zach McCullough, Tanner Wilson, Noah Sudret, Brandon Catanelli. John Zaitz, Brett LeBlond, Sean Lyons, Andrew Woomer, Carolyn McNamara, James McLaughlin, Christopher, the imperfect mate, Bateman, Mr. Thomas J. Marr, Hayden, Edward O'Hare. And thank you to Sarah Fonsies. I did it, Sarah. (laughs) Sandal Trammell, Gillian Little, or Gillian Little? I think it's Gillian Little. Uh, no one says Gillian except Gillian Jacobson or whatever the hell her name is. Well, Gillian Jacobs does, so maybe we shouldn't say no one does. I said nobody except her. Justine Adamek, Philly G, uh, Lieutenant Rose Harless, Lieutenant Adam and JP, Brendan Teske, Daniel Brown, Kevin Polly, Stephanie Simmons, Adrian Coop, 
Kenny Meehan, Matt Fader. Thank you to Timothy Cesarano, to Theodore Zadizello, uh, Jacob Gosfield, David Joseph Moody, Hampus Theander, Trevor Kozdrowski, Sam Pass. Thank you to James Maynaro. Thank you to Lieutenant Chris Yates, to Lieutenant Christopher Mitz, Paul Magnus Calabro. Daniel Fashing, Lieutenant Debbie Lemon, Mark Isseri, uh, Patrick, Steve Haas, Bob Blair, Catherine Gartner, Lieutenant David, Lieutenant Michael Collins, Lieutenant Matthew M. Columbus, Nason H- N- Nelson, Helwig, Amy Pointer, Joe Lenzen, Sante Mastriana, Lieutenant Kevin 32, Jeff Caramaza. Thank you to Amy Gibbs. Thank you to Laura Palma Blanford, Philip Hanshai. Teddy Jordan, James Tuttle, Sections 31, Agent Wheeler, <laughs> Lieutenant Candy Lineup, uh, Matthew, sorry, Michael Shade, Brian Stromitz, Corey Culbert, and Jiminy Jellickers. <laughs> and a big old thank you to Feldy Boomf, Bill and Ted Minute, Cedron Law, Ed Mundy, Ram Bush, L. Champoline, uh, uh, sorry, Champoline. God darn it. I was like, I'm going to really nail it this time, and I didn't. It's a long description. Mickey Melton, Winston Stouffer, Leon Kassab, Dan Hornberger, Adam Dodge, Pat E., Grant McGuire, Daniel Permit, Jonathan Anderson, Lee Chapman, Adam Sullins, Nick G., Molly Murphy-White, Adam, uh, sorry, Amanda Murphy, Beth Clark, Julie O., Scott Landles, Greg Lotta, the COVID negative Lizak, Lisa Simpson, Jeffrey Barker, Adrian Bing Clark, Josh Moore, Roberto, Gwethelyn Williams, uh, Raging Peng. Happy holidays, everybody. I love it. They, happy holiday right there. Joe nice. Gee, John G, Joey G, John G, Cedric <laughs> Clark, Jane Suhomsky. Lucas Swain, Arsh, I'm sorry, Asher Mercer, Asher Mercer, Jay from ScienceDiv.com, The Dribble People, John Carr, Sarah Friedman, Chad Wavel Jimenez, Dax, Lorraine Denman, Rob, Michelle Fairbanks, Delphi Blues, Elizabeth Story, Richard Phillips, Todd Meyer, Igsha, Andrew McClure, JJ, and Jess at Tanagra. The pizza's good. Lieutenant Thomas, thank you. Lieutenant Jonathan Meisner. There's the JJ, right? What's that? That's the JJ from the previously from Jess, who is now friends with JJ because attraction like Star Trek should bring people together. That's right. Ah, may you have many a Target pizza. It's a it's a whole story. There's a whole backstory. I love it in in the names. It's great. Um, Jonathan Meisner, uh, Denise Kupferschmidt. Dylan Ekmalian, Lieutenant Tara Hunter, Lieutenant Jeff Weiner, uh, Lieutenant Judge 439, Lieutenant Noah Smith, Andy Puckett, TNC's resident astrophysicist, Trenton Hoyt, Darren Gleaton, Edward Andres Acevedo, Mark Redenius, Steve Thomas, Daniel St. Louis, thank you to Melody, the one in Australia, Kieran O'Sullivan, Ryan Hecht, Jerry Brown, Joel Greenbow, and... and corner. <laughs> it's gonna be shit. <laughs> and the Cham Chamberlain, <laughs> Kellen Adamson, Anthony Trepizione, Rutger Hauer, uh, Tim Shields, Scott Watson, Amber Schmidt, 
Tom Hagopian, John Lynn, Caveart on Facebook and Instagram, Eric Griffiths, The Dude Never Bowls, The Good Pizza to Cover Up the Bad Pizza, Jacob Reichhart, Zach Crum, Hiss, Commodore uh, 64, uh, Werewolf with a Christmas present for you. That's nice. <laughs> um, David Landau. Landau. Uh, Joe Shall Distance More. Good for you, Joe. Tim Collins, Thomas Nettleton, Glenn Wakeley. And happy holidays to Brian Rowinkle, Frederick Rombouts, Daryl the Animal Noy, Kaitlee M, Lieutenant Catherine, Jeff the Human, and Maximus the Dog, Art Nitsky, Wesley Crushing Dead Ass, and thank you to Jesse Elliott. And I'm Tim Glover. Thank you. <laughs> Nick, Dan Billing, Lance Daniel Hepper. Alexander Cruz, Jonathan Sourshell, Jonathan Leader, Lieutenant J.M., Joe Blow, and hi, I'm Matt McCoy. Uh, Ian Werner, Mike Roberts, Cody Stanley, Stephen Cotter, Andrew Brenneman, Don, the Don Donson, <laughs> Matthew Dedrick, <laughs> Jeffrey Child, Rob Baptiste, Matthew L. Went, Dion, it's pronounced Dion like the uh, popular singer, Mariah Carey. What? We got that last Dion, time and others can figure it out. Dion. All right. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Novacek, John Turin, Alex D. Geslin, Carmen DeHoog, Eric B., Stephen McVicker, Aaron, William Temin, Adrian Carter, Marcus Erlinson, Andrew Reeves, Kendra Song, Matthew Dillon, Matthew Smith, Matthew Cutler, Rob Sabin, J.C. Shaggy, Matt Schaefer, Jeff Millies, President Preston Foster, no matter what Matt says, you're not the president. Uh, Risica, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Risa Kachuk, Simon Harper, Linda Dilbeck, Ryan Solo, Daniel Stenrod, Trek Barnes, James Carrier, Sofa King, Cool, Matt Wipert, Vince Rose, Chris Leopold, and Chris DQ. Marcello Vita, thank you to Specific Actor Trainee. <laughs> thank you to Joe Sullivan, Jeff Jenkins, Wabash Kozak. What a great name. Uh, I wonder what kind of name that is. Peter Shern, Jeremy, Miriam Centeno, Kip Corbett, Heather Nelson, CD, Seth J. Bordreau, Jesse Tushinsky, Lieutenant Andrew Polkrang, Lieutenant Aaron M., Lieutenant Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley, stalwart Neelix Defender, <laughs> currently adrift in space. Uh, Mike Laban, Mr. Bundy, Scott Bradley, Richard Craig, Brandon Kellinger, Nathan Haney, Alex Carrico, Andrew Michael Barber the first, Joel Cude, Jackson Brown. <laughs> the music kind of picked up with you after you cleared your throat. <laughs> you ready, music? Let's do this. You ready, hollow DJ? Uh, Jason Brown, uh, Joel Cude, I said, Tequil Nui. Uh, Secret Hell, Will We Ever Get Another Ask Freak segment. Oh, Matt? that's a nice, nice Secret Hail. Uh, um, yeah, I think, any... we, I think we can get another Freak segment going. All right. Let's see if I can make that happen. Uh, Gary Martinez, Jesse Glasby, Brian Deemer, CeCe Sadler, Zach Wilson, Sam or Kem Essendell. Thank you to Michael Howe, Tim Siebel, Kyle Thompson, Rebecca Shavita. Gareth Case, Jet Jurgens, Jesse Hendricks, Derek Hawkins, Robert Denton, Lieutenant Claire Powells, Lieutenant Colin McCowan, Eric Mown, Mon, uh, Robert 
Trevino. That's it. Yeah. It's actually Rob Rob Trevino. I don't know why I made you more formal. Wow. Lieutenant Raymond. Lieutenant Dave Howe. Thank you to Kathleen Guzman. Thank you to Christopher P. Gill, a.k.a. the chairman of the Borg. And thank you to Carl Dath. And thank you to the goddess of carbs herself, Kristen Scalisi, Adam Hotz, Amanda Bootwell, Adam Rogers, Barry Wallace, Fran Gazer Jews, uh, Dan McLeod, Alexis Borsier, Grand Admiral Matt Tween, Kurt Kelly, Keith Budela, Bodela, sorry, Kim Vilsack, Brett Parsons, Katie Campbell, Jerry Canavan, Fred Coppersmith, Vanilla Thunder, Ryan, Not a Doctor Doom, Catface, Emily Eldritch, Tony Venucci, C. Edwards, Kevin Cortegas, Ross McLeod. I demand you start referring to me and my partner here as Mandy. Uh, yes, I liked that earlier. Herbert Aridia. Brandon Davis, Nate Richmond, Paul Brisk, Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk, Julian Randalls, Brett Jarrett, Sean, Robert Olson, The Kembles, Andrew Witzel, Sunshine51, Derek Westover, Lissy D, Anthony Rideout, Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, Richard Davis, Will Holsclaw, Jeff Mullins, Lauren Gleason, The Donkey of Prey. If there were two of her, they'd be two Donkey of Preys. Tyler Rosewood, <laughs> Joe Fermanek, Jason Sinclair, Lisa Gomez, Stevie Marie Nickel, Mallory Duke, Elena, Alan L., Jason, who thinks of Andy as my friend and Matt as my captain. Fair, Jason. On your feet. <laughs> On your feet, Jason. <laughs> You're my best friend, Jason. Uh, Lieutenant Mark Mitchell. Lu- uh, not Lieutenant. Let's just give him his, his proper title. Sir Ren- Reginald Pennybottom, Steve Harcourt, Katie Whitestone, Paul Sharp, Catherine Shimmons, Christopher Colbert, Eric Rumfelt, Dan Kostelik. Thank you to Andrew Ingman. Thank you so much to Chad Fate. Thank you to Matt Weber, Andrew Gibson, Jason Werend, Tish Wheeler, Daniel Perez, Matt Burke, Kevin Brown, Ben Roach. Thank you to William Smith, Lieutenant Mike Webster, the Squire of Gothos, Thomas Peering, Lieutenant Brian Adams, Paul Carley, Kelly Coe, Elizabeth Sampson, Scott Austin. Uh, any relation to Steve Austin? Anders, I've just sucked one year of your life away. Oh, Peterson. no! Oh, that's not that much of a loss. Claudia, uh, Brian Hellman, thank you to Karen Van Off. Thank you to Veronica Wisely. Chief, Tactor- Chief Tactical Officer Troy Ray. Mike Jones, Rachel Dylan Snyder, Scott Burnett, Brett Euler, Lieutenant Amy Giles, Stephen Price, Stephen Small, Christopher Finagy, Derek Atkinson, Lieutenant Sandra M., Mike Gaylord, Ron LeBlanc, Jeremy Miller, James Baker, Professor of Humanities, Laura McCarricker, Frederick Roy, Jonathan Wentz, Mike Martin Hedegard Peterson, Jan Leppert. I was trying to figure out a pattern of when you start saying lieutenant to people, and I cannot figure it out. <laughs> I, I really can't. I sprinkle them in. Live Long and Dad Podcast. That's a good name for a podcast. Lisa, and I'm Neil Studd. Carolyn Land, DW, Whiskey Ben 77, Keel, Chris Nedgewitz, Captain Crandall. There he is of the Inside Straight. Linnea Wynn, Shart Carbuncle, Cody Wampenkamp, Brian McDonald, Chris Love, Ian Buckley, Tim Cullen, Sean Russell, Tony King. Luke Morgan Rowe, Scott Lieberman, Alexander Perry, Diane M. Martin, Robin Larson, Katya Woolishan, Simon, uh, Tyson Klein, the red shirt that dies in the cold open, Kelly Newman, and Command Master Chief Robert Garrison. That was in descending order of seniority. Seniority at the bottom. Oh, there you go. So our well, newest people were at the top. 
I think. Merry Christmas to you, Command Master Chief. Merry Runs Christmas our face group. To everyone. Everybody, check it out. Check it. Check it out. Check it out. We're going to be we're, pretty soon, I think, we will. the whole third season of Discovery will be done. That's I an wonder, Archer promise. I, I wonder when we when we when we pick that back up. <laughs> That's an Archer promise. Well, we were talking about doing it maybe at the end of uh, of of the season of uh, Enterprise. Ah. I wouldn't mind taking end of, to Discovery, to be honest with you. You uh, know, we could. I appreciate your honesty, Andy. Thank you. Just keep kind of keep keep the variety in there. Although I have been enjoying getting through Voyager. Voyager. I've been enjoying it all. We've really been having fun. Well, there's a lot of fun in there, and if you're still listening to this, you probably like the fun, and you listen to the Patreon. So thank you all very much. Have a happy holiday. Stay so Everyone, have a happy holiday, and God bless us, everyone. Keep and Payless bless us, everyone. Keep it to one household per if you can, that'd be Christmas. Nice. Also, head out, look at the North Star, and know that Kalis will return at that point of light. What a holiday. It's you know, like the Easter of Klingons. It's a tough time of year, and if anybody's struggling and they can't go home to their, their family and they're feeling sad, just know that we're with you in spirit and uh, hang in there. Uh, <laughs> we're with you in spirit and with you in not doing much. So <laughs> we'll right. be around. Wow, that's a good um, music faded out right at the right time. Podcast. Thanks, mm-hmm. Hollow DJ. Hollow DJ really <laughs> he's, did it. Oh, he's giving you a salute. <laughs> with one hand on his headphone and the other hand that's right. says, hey oh thanks buddy uh, <laughs> anyway that's how all DJs salute I'm sure you all pictured it in your head Andy uh, pleasure right back at your pal as always I'm glad that we were able to get this in before the uh, birth of Christ is celebrated across the globe and the winter solstice has arrived uh, Monica's over Actually, perfect time for this episode oh man it's the only time we ever do anything now that we're about to celebrate the birth of clone christ clone christ uh all right everyone with that i now head to the transporter controls and hit these three buttons disengage